1: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart.
0: Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is the Cubs Related Podcast presented by CubsInsider.com. My name is Corey and I am joined as always by Brendan. We are coming to you on May the 4th, 2020, you likely hearing us, in the wee hours of May the 5th, 2020, and we are still in the midst of mostly a global shutdown and no baseball, at least in the United States. Brendan, one interesting thing that has gone on in the world of sports is that South Korea is getting ready to begin their season. The Korean baseball organization begins, I believe, uh, as I just said, in the wee hours of May 4th, May 5th, depending on which time zone you are in or uh, watching from, and I think it begs the question, Brendan, there is no Major League Baseball going on. So I think it's about time we pick some teams and hop on the KBO it bandwagon. We really have
1: no, have choice. no choice. So I'm going to give my team first and then you can give your team and I'll give my rationalization for picking Okay, and before, before
0: you do, I, I do want to point out the sure. reason that we are dialing in on this is ESPN has the broadcast rights to a lot of these games. So I th- again, I think a lot of them are going to be airing very late, depending on where you are. But there will be baseball being played on your television at some point uh, in the near
1: future here. My team is the Kia Tigers, Corey, the Kia Tigers. And here's why. When I was first following the Cubs, my first baseman, Corey, was Hesop Choi. And so Hesop Choi played for the Kia Tigers. As soon as five years ago, in 2015, it was his last year playing professional baseball in Korea. And if you look at their mascot, you look at the energy in their stadium, it's contagious. How can I not be drawn to that team? You have a former Cub. You have a mascot getting the crowd going. You have the entire crowd in sync with their cheers. Corey, the Kia Tigers are the best team in the KBO. I am a fan, officially a fan.
0: Wow. Okay, Brendan. So that is that very sound reasoning for how you landed on the Tigers here. I will say you sent me a couple videos of the Kia Tigers mascot uh, doing some dances. I watched one of him doing Gangnam style with a female tiger counterpart, and Mm -hmm. let's just be honest, it was electric. So I I see where you're coming from. Uh, I am going to go with what seems to be the resounding pick on Cubs Twitter, which is the Lode Giants, uh, hailing from Busan, South Korea, and their mascot is a seagull. And I, I believe that this was chosen as the team from Cubs Twitter, or at least the sphere of Cubs Twitter that I'm following, because they're, they're not historically one of the better teams in the league. They've got some, some championship droughts, and obviously, even though the Cubs won the World Series in 2016, and their current championship drought is not very long at all, one of the lowest in all of Major League Baseball, but... Yeah. I think we can all relate to a, a long-suffering fan base. But I was really sold. I, I, similar to the Kia Tigers, I looked up some videos of the seagulls mascot, and I saw some dancing seagulls. I saw three seagulls dancing at one point together on top of the dugout. Uh, And once it was done, the entire crowd like erupted in applause and I was sold. That's really all it takes. Uh, Had I seen the Kia Tigers mascot first, maybe that's where I would have landed, but I saw this dancing seagull first and I was sold. It's, It's just the kind of thing that I... Am into apparently. So, um,
1: <laughs> do you want Do you want Clark on the dugouts? Well, next year, so is that what you're an interesting
0: thing about that to tie this back into the Cubs is that mere minutes after a discussion started on Twitter about some of these mascots and their dancing and some of the in-game theatrics, one Clark the Cub posted yes. via the Cubs official TikTok account a a dance, him doing, you know, one of the viral TikTok dances. I'm not saying that Clark was feeling the heat from some of our tweets about how electric these Korean baseball mascots were, I'm also not not saying that. It it does feel like Clark maybe is going to look at this as an opportunity that he needs to step his game up. Though as a caveat, if I see Clark dancing on the dugout at Wrigley Field, I will I will, I will be writing a strongly worded letter to somebody. <laughs> can't happen. Because that is no, not I mean, I'm, I'm, that we are going to yeah. be doing at historic Wrigley Field. I do not need Pat Hughes coming back from a commercial break and Breaking down what Clark was doing on the dugout—that's just not something that's. Although
1: happen. I am a little curious how Pat would describe that. So now that you said it, I kind of want to see it I, happen. Only, only. I once think though. if if
0: Clark wants to do dances in like Gallagher Way, maybe like be my guest, have a field day, do whatever you want out there. But we're not going to be we're not going to be bringing that. Uh, I just want to make that no, clear. We, that I yeah, love. We are not
1: the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, is what I, you're I saying. love yeah.
0: A, a good. Electric mascot dance routine, not at Wrigley Field. <laughs> so, not at Wrigley uh, Field. just just to to make that clear, where we stand on that, but. This is going to be interesting, and and, and I think, um, you know, look, like I'm not going to be like a diehard Lode Giants fan or anything like that, but this is going to be some baseball to watch, and I will watch it. Uh, I'm up late anyway, and I am certainly curious, and I've said on here before, we've talked about a couple of non-major league baseball baseball situations before on this podcast, one of them being the World Baseball Classic that you and I both had the opportunity to attend at Dodger Stadium in 2017. And also, I've talked about my experience watching some of the Japanese professional baseball games in the NPB from when I was in the Yankees front office and cutting up video when they were scouting Masahiro Tanaka. And one thing that is certainly fun, especially like with the Cubs, kind of just like what we talked about, Brendan, like with the Cubs, with Wrigley Field, there's so much, I I care so much about the history, the purity of all of that, right? Like I don't want, all of us were so concerned when they put up the video boards, like what are they going to put on there? They better not put, you know, charge and things like that, right? Like it better just be like highlights, replays, and like, you know, some things between innings that are as innocuous as they possibly can and they which did, they did. To, their yes, credit. to their credit that is exactly what they did but when you're watching it from afar and it's not the Cubs it's not your team it's not this thing that is rooted in you know so many years of history that you and your family feel such a close connection to it is easy to enjoy these things and like when I we were at the World Baseball Classic like they let you bring in instruments I brought a tambourine And I think like little, you know, shakers to Dodger Stadium. I still, the tambourine is probably still in my car because I'm too lazy to take (laughs) it out. But that was fun. And everybody, you know, with their thunder sticks, I mean, and people had all sorts of instruments. Like I had a tambourine. People brought way more interesting things than that. It was loud. People are singing and doing chants and stuff like that. And when I used to watch these NPB games, this is obviously a long time ago. So if things have changed or whatever, I'm I'm not up on it. Though looking at some of these highlights from the Korean Baseball League, it's it's a lot of similar stuff, uh, especially with the Thundersticks. But it it's just a lot of fun. There's a lot of organized songs and chanting, and you know the players have chants and songs, and it's just uh, a much more fun and, and like pageantry is really dialed up to 11 and, it, and it's it doesn't always have that like minor league baseball feel where it feels like it's like only geared towards oh, it's, kids it's, it's
1: not even right yeah it's not even Close to a minor yeah. Baseball it
0: it feels a little more. It, it's difficult when we're talking about coordinated songs and dance to say it feels a little more adult, but but it doesn't feel as much geared towards like kids and like that that kind of thing as maybe uh, American minor league baseball does. So, like I said, it's it's not my jam in general. Like as it relates to Major League Baseball and the Cubs, I am not interested in all at like Wrigley Field having coordinated chants like I know the Mets like had that uh, I think the seven line where they were doing
1: stuff like that hate it I do not like that whatsoever um so you did not like the uh Nationals baby shark chant with Para.
0: that's like one Major player jam. so like you know I think that's like I think that's fine I, I'm more talking about like the entire game like all this coordinated stuff and things like that—it just doesn't do it for me. I mean, like I'm the type of I person where I wouldn't where even, if have, I I wouldn't see even somebody... have the
1: patience to keep up with that. That's the thing; it takes a lot of effort to be doing. Yeah,
0: that. I mean, I and I'm the type of person that, like, if I if I see somebody starting the wave in the bleachers at Wrigley Field, like I'm, no, calling I'm giving the, the middle police. finger. So, no, uh, yeah. listen, if you're listening and you start the wave in the bleachers at Wrigley Field, we we we've got a problem. All right, I appreciate you <laughs> listening, but just just letting you know that I do not like that, uh, and I will call the police on you directly um, so
1: any i've actually done that before anyway, by the way. there's a little side note I, I did call security uh police stadium police if you will in chase field because this one guy kept starting the wave so i did report him so a little fun fact well i there. don't care what goes on at chase field but just don't do it at wrigley it's well it's i not do when i'm watching the cubs game Corey. Yep. when this guy keeps trying to start the wave in front of me i'm going to call, call call police on him can't they have it
0: trying to watch a baseball game guys exactly. um yeah this is this is probably a weird conversation for you guys to follow cuz we're I think like 50% curmudgeonly jerks and like 50% embracing the fun but when other people are doing it so it's a little hard to keep track of but <laughs> I get uh, it I get it I get you it you know Anyway, I maybe it makes sense. Maybe it's incoherent rambling. Per usual. Well,
1: I think it's just fun to
0: like participate in different baseball cultures. Yeah, I, I think that's that's, 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 that's where it comes world down to of the story. Yeah, it was fun yeah. to go to those so World I... Baseball Classic games for a few games and really embrace that. And everybody kind of embracing in in that tournament the the national pride of their their country and and whichever team they were rooting for. And yeah. then watching some of these Korean baseball organization highlights and the MPB highlights from Japan you know, you just see a completely different experience than we're really used to. I, I can't remember exactly. Right. I think it was like what a, the, the seventh inning stretch type deal. And in some of these games, it it might have been Rakuten, which was the team that uh, Tanaka was on, but it could have been another one because we watched whoever he was playing. Um, they had these like balloons that they would all hold up and like, you know, wave around they, the kind of like elongated balloons that they would wave around and then when the song was over they would all release them into the air like this big scene of you know however many thousand balloons being like shot into the air and it's just like it's just kind of mm-hmm. wild to see how uh, everything else is going on and obviously they're having a lot of fun with it so I think especially when you're just observing from afar it's very easy to appreciate how fun it it looks and and the good time that everybody's having so this should be yeah. uh interesting
1: yeah, no, I mean, like when we were watching a World Baseball Classic, that that's the that's the fun with it is you get to experience how other cultures take in the sport. And so, you and I have watched what thousands of baseball games in person in, the, in in the country here. And so, when you go into a completely different environment and see how other people like bring in the baseball, that's it's unique. It's different for us. It's a sense of novelty to a degree. So. Yeah, man, that's where I'm at. I'm at the Kia Tigers all the way, champions this year. We'll see if it happens. And uh, I don't know if we're rivals with the Lotte Giants, but we'll have to look into that. That might make for some interesting content there, Corey. I may have an explicit podcast directed at you. Yeah, we're just Uh, yelling at each other about
0: about Korean baseball. It's not not where we plan to be in May of 2020, but it's (laughs) certainly possible that we get there. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it'll be nice to just have baseball on. And, you know, there are some names. I think uh, Dan Straley is on the Lode Giants. He might even be their opening yeah. day starter, you know, so he's a name that at least
1: former uh, uh, you right might there.
0: recognize, even if he you know, probably wasn't your favorite player. Um, I think Julio Franco is the coach of one of the teams. So there, you know, there's some, some guys you, you may or may not know. And it's always certainly possible that some of these guys get scouted and, you know, end up playing in Major League Baseball in the future, things like that. So... So um, certainly interesting, and again, like it, it, there there will be human beings in on Earth playing baseball on television at some point in the near future. So that's that's always positive, and obviously it parallels to the situation that we are all monitoring very closely here in the United States and I guess Canada because of the Toronto Blue Jays. Don't want to exclude them there, uh, and we've been trying to keep track for all of you and for our own sake, the latest reports. And obviously, as we always do, it comes with the caveat that these are just reports uh, from everything that I have read and people that I have tried to talk to and things like that, Uh, and people with far better connections than I have tried to talk to. There is nothing concrete. Uh, Nothing is officially decided on. Nothing has been, you know, presented, agreed upon, signed off, and, you know, the the gears are officially moving on any of these plans. But we like to just touch on what is the current paradigm, if you will, of what might they do in the near future? What are they looking at? And, you know, we started with kind of that, the Arizona plan, then they had the Arizona-Florida plan. So it, it's been a little all over the place. Uh, and the one that is out there today, and again, this one, look, I don't know who has what sources. It, it's hard to say, but I feel like I would take this one with a bigger grain of salt than most, uh, although it does line up with some things that we've heard. Uh, but former player Trevor Plouffe uh Put out, and you know, he's working with uh, if you guys are familiar with John Boy, who was kind of the lead video analyst, what you know, CSI detective, however you want to phrase that, for a lot of that Astros stuff. Uh, You know, he has uh, a mostly Yankees podcast, but does a lot of really good baseball media. He's uh, on his team uh, now, and he said that he's hearing from multiple sources that on June 10th, spring training the second version of 2020 will begin with July 1st being penciled in as the opening day with teams playing in their home stadiums. Now, I think I looked at an article uh, at bleachernation.com from Brett Taylor, and I think that he phrased this pretty quickly and succinctly, And this is also something that Phil Hughes, another former player, I don't know what it is with these, you know, former players jumping in on this action, but there it is. Um, They they both kind of had a similar sentiment, which was some of that stuff sounds plausible, but the phrasing should have been, this is going to be the next proposal that we hear, right? Not that this is what's going to happen. Again,
1: in- Right, and there's a there's a lot of different proposals out there. Doesn't mean right. each proposal is getting the same degree of attention, right? So it might be a possibility. Now, how confident we are, or baseball is, in that happening, we don't right. know. Right. So I, th- I think the key here is th- the
0: phrasing that Plouffe put out there was that he's hearing from multiple sources that this is what's going to happen. June 10th is the spring training date, July 1st is the opening day date. What I, I think would, if e- even if this is the current thing that they're talking about, I think the better phrasing would be, this is going to be the plan that is the next on the table to see if that's what right. they can work towards. And again, right. I don't know that much more than anybody else. Obviously, I've worked in baseball a little bit. I did reach out a little bit um my sense is that this is not something that this is concretely happening uh and like if you look in the thread and as i said to you brendan nobody cares about the opinions of anybody on the st louis cardinals certainly jack flaherty who can uh uh, I, where yeah. This isn't an explicit episode, so I'm just going to keep my thoughts to myself. You
1: almost went you almost went there.
0: However, uh, he jumped in the thread and was like, I haven't heard anything about this. And not that all the players would hear about this. I don't know if Jack is the Cardinals players uh, union representative like Chris Bryant is for the Chicago Cubs. So I don't know if he would be the first to hear. But, you know, a player jumping in there going like, well, I'm not planning on being in spring training on June 10th, so I don't know anything about this. Um, You know, I think that that is at least interesting to note, even if it is from a loser St. Louis Cardinal. Um, So that's, that's the thing. And I think the idea—we have heard some of this stuff before, right? We've heard that they're thinking about how can they do this at the home ballparks with no fans. We have heard about July 1st. We've heard that it would be a couple weeks of a ramp-up, you know, to kind of give the players at least as much time as they can. So some of this stuff does line up with other things that we've heard if you're trying to piece together, like, what of this sounds at all— Feasible. Um, But this is one of those things that if we are going to put stock in it, I would put stock in it only as a potential next idea, right? We're maybe moving away from thinking that we need to put everybody on lockdown in Arizona, right? or redo all the leagues or something like that in Arizona and Florida or you know some of those like and that this maybe is the next idea that we're going to work towards but I would be very very surprised if right now as we record this on May 4th set in stone they are getting going on June 10th I just I can't see it Brendan And, and again like you and I always caveat these things like we're not well, you're uh, sort of a medical person to a degree, uh, a science person, if you will. Um, Thank you. Yeah, not 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 medical, but yeah, yeah but you know, I, I, putting you and I on the same level in that regard is not fair to you. Is all I was trying to trying. Thank to convey. you, Corey. That's
1: a compliment. I yeah, appreciate that.
0: But well, sort of. But I think <laughs> that it. just looking at everything even like the idea with the Arizona thing was to mitigate a lot of the logistical problems. It had plenty of logistical problems on its own, but when you're talking about everybody playing in their home stadiums and getting that going in basically a month, the the spring training portion of it, there are a lot of questions that would need to be answered about that, and the notion that they have that all in writing, set in stone, ready to go, you know, confirmed by whatever health experts they need to, signed off
1: by the players, all this other stuff. There's, I mean, there's no way, right? To expect that baseball can test who they want to test, when they want to test, when, like whenever. Right now it seems a little bit optimistic, but again, we're outsiders looking in. We don't know what conversations they've had with public health officials, but we went from, you know, two weeks ago, talking about arizona exclusively one week later which was last week to talking about maybe having three divisions and a restructuring of the uh regionality of divisions like that that was last week and now this week maybe we're going to go back to having 30 home teams and regular divisions like it's kind of speaking to the uncertainty of what we're dealing with and you don't want to shut it down again, right? Like you don't want to start the season and shut it down. And that may throw baseball out the window. Then you don't have this restructured, safe schedule. So until we get like official word, and I just texted a few of my friends who are coaches in baseball. I'm like, hey, have you heard anything about this? And they said, no, we have not heard anything about this. And they're working with spring training, right? right. So it seems a little bit premature. And it, it's it's possible. I'm not saying it's not possible, but it just seems right now premature and until there's official word until we get more information about testing capacity testing timeliness i don't know where we are or how confident anyone can be as a fan in what baseball will look like and well and when it will return
0: right yeah and i and i think if this is what they want to shoot for and you know they're going to put their efforts into figuring out okay what resources do we need what boxes do we need to check to make that plan possible I think that is certainly that that may make sense, right? They need dates to shoot for. They need ideas to shoot for, and you have to do all of this in in advance. But just going to what you know, Trevor's tweet is is putting out there, and you know, just for the record, like part of the reason we bring this up is I'm looking at it right now. It's been up for three hours, um, and it has five thousand retweets and twenty thousand likes. It's a lot. It's going to get talked about. It's It's going to spread, and whether it's true or not, it's at least something I think worth discussing for two seconds, right? Um, But I think, again, like, there's just a lot of logistical questions that I can't imagine they have answered at this current moment, right now. And I, I think, you know, partially too, like just one of the first things that comes to mind. And again, this, I think, was the idea that that sort of lended itself to the Arizona idea, or, you know, Arizona and Florida was accommodations, right? So you're going to be having these guys Mm -hmm. coming from their respective cities and and playing on the road as they would normally. Where are they staying? Is anybody else staying in those hotels? Are you testing all of the people working at the hotel? Are the players allowed to leave the hotel? What about the people working the games? And again, like they'll have to figure these questions out no matter what. Unless, you know, the, the medical advances are, are, are vast and swift in, in the near future here. But the idea that they have that done right now to the point that they're going to be ready to go with all of this, I just can't see it um, just with, with where we are and and with what they've been talking about. But that is the... Yeah. Current thing going around the internet, and I suppose in in the time between when we talk next, you know, maybe uh, some of the other guys, the Ken Rosenthal's of the world, the Jeff Passons of the world, will speak on these things. Uh,
1: And they will actually probably. I would be shocked by the time you're listening to this that there's not some type of more official response, whether that's from baseball itself or from those highly profiled national right. beat writers. I, this is going to be addressed. I, I capacity, did also so. think
0: it was interesting that none of the the main guys touched on that just because uh, we've, you know, I think at least specifically with Jeff Passan, like he's been pretty ready to put out whatever, right? Like whatever he's hearing, he's like, here's what I'm hearing. Like this is their plan right now. And, you know, none of them have yeah. really said this. So uh, is it possible that Trevor has better sources than them. He's a former player. I mean, maybe he's tapped into something. I don't know. But seems a little odd just because it it doesn't seem like some of these other guys have been specifically, um, you know, like careful in just saying like, this is what I'm hearing. Like, this is what they might want to do. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I was talking to a friend again. He's a a coach in baseball. And he's saying that he's been hearing that he expects an update within an X 2 weeks cuz a lot of the coaches their their payments are going to be right, cut right. off after May so they like by default you have to have an idea within the next 2 weeks he said so hopefully that's this week and we get some clarity but realistically i would expect and this is all you know speculation and opinion We'll get something by the end of next week, whether that's, hey, we're close to an idea or maybe whether there is an official announcement. So we'll see. Yeah.
0: And so just kind of tying this in, though, I the John Lester was on uh, ESPN 1000 a few days ago. And he he did mention, and, and this quote coming from Jesse Rogers on Twitter, uh, via, you know of Lester and Lester said, they're trying to give us a date far enough in advance to where we can ramp up and be ready for that shortened spring training. As long as that's the case, then I think pitchers can plan. So I think what's important there is to note that the, I, the feeling that John Lester seemed to have in this interview was that the league is going to do their absolute best for pitchers specifically to give them as much time as as is reasonable to get going here, which, which I think, you know, again, like kind of when you look at something like the report coming out today, I I don't know if we call it a report. I I don't even know. (laughs) I don't even know anymore. Former players are breaking news. Who knows? But, I think uh, the the interesting thing to note just is that Lester has the sense that they're going to do what they can, because I think that was one of the predominant concerns when all of this was going on was, are they going to have enough time? Are guys going to get hurt? Because this is obviously, you know, they started ramping up, then they stopped. Now they're in this weird holding pattern where, you know, who knows what kind of exercise, weightlifting, et cetera, routines they're on, then they're gonna have to ramp it up again and, you know, start playing games that count. And is that going to be dangerous or at least more precarious than it would be otherwise? And I think it's just interesting to note that the sense Lester has is they're gonna do their best, right, to not make it a situation
1: where it's like, Hey, you guys have a week, you gotta be ready. This is what we're No, I think you need at least what, three weeks to get Fully ramped you're up. you
0: former baseball star, Brendan. So I am, I'll I am. So you on this one.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you need a few weeks just to, you know, get your bearings right and just to schedule how you're going to train during spring training, too. Like, you can't just say, hey, you know, next week, report spring training and expect that you're going to have an idea of how to train because you need that timeline. You need, is it going to be two weeks? Is it going to be three weeks? Will it be four weeks? Because that does change how you prepare for the season. So, again, I... I personally, I would expect some type of official announcement by the end of next week. And that will put us, you know, I think, what, May 16th, May 15th, whatever it is. And we'll get an idea. I, that yeah. that that's my hope. Well, and I think that we've heard about. I, I think July
0: first ish. You know, as, as one of those dates that they they were kind of like optimistically hoping for for at least a good bit now, and we we are getting to that point. I know it feels like time is sometimes moving in slow motion and sometimes moving really quickly throughout this whole process. I think depending on the day, maybe maybe depending yeah. on the hour for a lot of us, but you know, we are getting to that point, like, you know, we're in May now. So if they are going to shoot for that, like, like you said, Brennan, at some point, they're going to have to get going on a plan if they're going to enact it, and they're going to have to start putting out some more concrete information, they're going to have to get everybody at the table and sign off on things. And uh, whatever you're going to do, whenever you're going to do it, it is going to take some advance notice to get the infrastructure whatever that
1: is in place. Right? Yeah. So I'm optimistic, though, Corey. Like, the, like the general takeaway I have is, I went from three weeks ago, genuinely wondering if there will be baseball this year. Like, I, I truly, I heard reports that yeah, we could shoot for June, July. You have the Arizona, Florida idea, but genuinely, I, I, did not believe that we would have baseball because the uncertainty seemed so overwhelming at the time. But now, you look at see how testing has developed, how the conversations with, between baseball and public health officials have developed. It, it is giving me way more confidence that we're going to see some yeah. type of baseball by some point. And again, I go back to the report from Jeff Passan from last week, in the instance that there is another shutdown of some sort, at least they're discussing the the doomsday scenario. And the doomsday scenario was that ncaa tournament starting in October. So, So for me, that was like my main concern is if you don't start in June, July, August, then you're going to have no baseball. But the way I interpreted Jeff Passan's report is if even if you have to get shut down or even if you don't start by then, they are still discussing something this year, even as late as starting in October. So for me, I think we're going to see baseball this year. I, I, could, I could be wrong. We could be, you know, something could happen in the next few weeks. But I think we're going to see John Lester put on a Cubs uniform, throw it to Wilson Contreras, and at some point, we're going to have that Cubs baseball back in our lives, and I'm so looking forward to that, Corey.
0: Yeah, that that that's kind of been Major League Baseball and, and Rob Manfred's and a lot of these guys' insistence, really, you know, since the early parts of it, that they were going to do whatever they could to make this happen in one way or another, and it does seem like we are working toward something, what that exactly looks like. I don't know how long we will all be watching Korean baseball to pass the time. I don't know. <laughs> but it does sound like we are at least moving in a somewhat positive direction. And it'll be interesting because I, you know, I think it, it it may happen kind of quickly, not the the whole process, but once they do decide on a timeline, you know, it, it may all kind of come at once when we start to see these guys getting back together or getting their workouts going again and, you know, kind of talking about how exactly this is all going to go. It it should be a rush of content i mean the minute they come out with a plan if they came out with if if they said hey that thing that trevor poof said is what we're going to try to do we're working on getting that hammered out you know then you can start talking to manager david and and say like david ross how's this going to go like what are you thinking about this what's your plan for this scenario now that we have an idea of what this time frame is going to be what this is going to look like you know we're I guess it's all just to say the interesting thing about this is you're gonna go from no baseball, this isn't happening. there's nothing to talk about because it doesn't exist right now to okay, like there's a championship to be had right in a in a in a few months here. So how is this all gonna go? and that's that f- switch is gonna flip kind of quickly, I would think, even like we're not gonna see baseball that quickly, but you're gonna go from this isn't happening to this is happening pretty quickly. Uh, And so that should be kind of interesting, because obviously this has never really happened before, uh, or at least in my lifetime. Uh, So it's going to be pretty interesting to see how everybody handles that and and what exactly this all looks like. But yeah, it does seem like at some point they, they may be playing Major League Baseball. So that is definitely hypothetical good news I guess it's not good news yet but it like kind of sounds like good news and we'll 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 take that I suppose Brendan how long if they're playing at Wrigley Field how long do you think it takes for me to get arrested trying to go man
1: I'm gonna give the over under in mid August Corey and here here here's why going on a July
0: 1st start date
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I think you have six weeks. Johnny's going to be probably what four and with a one point eight nine ERA, and you're going to want to see him pitch. So I think you're going to have to do something to go see your boy pitch. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you six weeks. Yeah, because
0: I, I'm not going to get into the future of it, and I don't want to get into the potentially uh, concerning elements of it. But they're not. They're likely not going to resolve his contract situation during whatever this season looks like. So therefore, I am going to have no choice but to you think. You have to. I, right. They, he doesn't have a contract beyond this year. If this, is his, if, if this is his last start of the 2020 season, I don't know what happens beyond that. You're getting dark, Corey. I never even well, thought but Brendan, about that. Usually the darkness is reserved for If me. we
1: don't think about these things, how can we be prepared for them? Well, I was not thinking about never seeing John Lester in a Cubs uniform again until right now, Corey. That is a very dark thought. Look, we'll make something work. To see John in person, we'll we'll plant a tree at Wrigley Field or something. We'll make it work for you.
0: I'm just saying, I, I... Uh, you know, I got to get in there. that That's all I'm saying. And I, and I, again, I don't mean to go dark, but I, I mean, you got to prepare for these things. Otherwise you're, we'll put you,
1: in like a, you know, a you're, hot air balloon or you're
0: on the outside looking in like quite literally. Uh, and that's just not going to be acceptable in, in these terms. No. So that's where we are. Uh, I'm planning on getting arrested at some point this year. Uh, so that's good. <laughs> you know, these things happen. This is what we do for love. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about on the lighter side of things was Ian Happ's performance in the MLB The Show players tournament. Now, I, which was exceptional. Yes. Now we're not going way, to be as a breaking down what happened in a video game because uh, I do not think that. I, I, <laughs> we should have we should have done that actually in game yeah. one, <laughs> just like a regular <laughs> recap, right? Um, right, right. See how many of you guys unsubscribe from this feed quickly, uh, but again, you know, his personality shines through, and I think he did a, a very admirable job of representing the Cubs. I don't think he was a big MLB The Show player coming into this tournament, and he ended up, in you know, he ended up heading to the semifinals uh, by beating Joey Gallo in the quarterfinals, which was quite the Huge upset. I think it was uh, pretty much, you know, the chalk of this tournament, if you will, would have been Blake Snell and Joey Gallo meeting in the finals. I don't know if that was possible based on the bracket, but they were the best players. Uh, And Ian Hap took one of them down and he ended up falling to Lucas Giolito of the White Sox. I'm not, uh, do you know what city the White Sox play in, Brennan? I don't know. I think people forget too. I don't know, know. but uh, some team called the White Sox is where Giolito plays. And he fell to him, and then Giolito lost to Blake Snell, who I think you know, Blake Snell was like a ringer in this tournament. He was always yeah, going to win. Yeah, very good. Um, and he swept him in the finals too. I don't even think it was close. So, uh, but what I really wanted to note was I think that watching this, and I really I, I checked in on some of his like commentary and those like highlight videos before, but I didn't really watch any of the actual broadcasts until it was on ESPN two this weekend for the quarters, the semis, and then the the finals. But what I think really reflects where we are in this situation was late in this game against Giolito. He had runners, I think, on first and second, and he singled to right field. And after watching him make some base running mistakes, there was only one out and he was down by one. And I, like, held up my hand, like the stop sign, and yelled, No, 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 at the TV to a video game that I wasn't playing and I like looked around I you know I, no one was in the room and I'm like looking around going oh man <laughs> like, you're losing your mind <laughs> oh boy uh, we are deep into this quarantine situation and this baseball world because I just yelled at a uh, a Cubs player playing a video game to hold the runner in third to avoid running into an out uh, yeah so that's where I was this
1: weekend I don't know about you Brent Bet Saratoga this summer with NYRA Betts the official betting partner of Saratoga Course. new customers that sign up today receive a bonus match on their first deposit up to $200 with promo code SPA go to nyrabets.com for details and sign up today Bet Saratoga this summer with Naira Betts, the official betting partner of Saratoga Racecourse. New customers that sign up today receive a bonus match on their first deposit up to $200 with promo code SPA. Go to nyrabets.com for details and sign up today. No, I was the same way. During uh, Game 2 of the three-game series against Joey Gallo, Ian's down 3 nothing, going into the bottom of the third inning, which is, like, this, these are three-inning games, so it's, it's Ian's last chance and so I'm, like, sad. I'm sad I'm not going to see Ian play another game of the show. And then he comes back, Corey, down 3 nothing, hits a walk-off three-run home run with Wilson Contreras. And I'm, like, I gave a fist pump. Like, like what is going yeah. on in this world where I'm getting pumped up about a video game? And so I'm, like, looking forward to the next game as if I'm watching a realistic Cubs game. That's how psychotic and desperate I am. I know you are, too. So, I gotta say though, I was watching Joey play a few of the games before he played Ian Hap. Gallo was legit. He was very good. He was number two seed Corey, and so for Ian Hap to come back, storm back, and he said, "quote He had the perseverance," was remarkable. So kudos to Ian Happ. I got, it, I got, it. I, I would beat Ian Hap if I played him. But that being said, I am impressed by his game and how he developed into a pretty good player. And I gotta say, it's, it goes to show you how capable Ian is to adjustments. And maybe this year we'll, we'll be seeing that on the actual baseball field. He always said that he wanted to be as versatile as
0: possible. And I think he did. being able to jump in in the middle of a quarantine and represent your team in a video game that you don't really play is one form of versatility, not one that he ever thought would be relevant to his Chicago Cubs career, but hey, here we are in May of 2020. I would beat him, though.
1: I'm not kidding about that. I would beat Ian Happ in a game of the show, no questions right. asked. Who needed you to reiterate that? Did I say I just, anything uh, that you needed to reiterate? Needed to that? I just needed to say it. I just needed to say I want to put it out
0: Okay, there. so loyal listeners of the Cubs related podcast, there you go. Brendan Miller would beat Ian Happ in I a would. video game that Thank nobody you. cares about. Just want to make sure you all heard that uh, for okay. the Third and fourth time because it is very. I can see
1: it, I can see it the fifth time. Very you important, <laughs> you
0: guys know that. But anyway, uh, this is where we are, guys. But uh, the the last thing I wanted to touch on, and and it's just similar. Like I think one of the interesting things to look back on, not that I ever listened to our own podcast, but to just sort of see what we were talking about at the time, and just how we all kind of like universally experience this whole thing. I did find it interesting over the weekend, Brendan, that the, I think it was the the Cubs main account at Cubs, if you're not familiar somehow, uh, it was the anniversary of Kyle Hendricks' 81 pitch complete game against the Cardinals. And it was amazing to me. I mean, that's an amazing game. We talked about it at the time. I mean, Hendricks is amazing. I, I if there's a Cubs podcast out there that sings his praises and what he does specifically to be so good, I that doesn't more than us. Let me know because I'm not sure that exists. But so we could talk about that a lot, but that's not really the point here. The the, the point I'm making is they're not. There's no baseball going on. We, we don't know other than these random proposals from Twitter, like when they might even ever play baseball again. And all it took was this video and reading some of the subsequent discourse in the replies and just around Twitter and stuff like that from Cardinal fans and things like that. To just—it's so easy to get my blood boiling about how much I hate the St. Louis Cardinals and their fans and their players.
1: And it, that's it, what I was trying to tell you when you were saying you hated Milwaukee more than St. Louis. Well, I, I floated it, the idea. I mean, it ebbs and flows. But at the end of the discussion, yeah. we always go back to St. Louis. Yeah. That's my true. point. Yeah. I hate them that's so true. much. Yeah, and
0: it, it was just—it uh, was remarkable how normal. That made me feel, right? Like I perhaps I'm not at my most normal if I'm not hating the the St. Louis Cardinals. like that that hatred that fills my heart and my blood is just it's been a part of my life for so long that it felt good to have that again. I felt alive, Brendan, talking about how much I hate Colton Wong and how much of a loser he is. And I it just made me feel normal
1: again. it was nice the the words he used. Like you gave Kyle the opportunity to do that. No, 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 no. Kyle took away your opportunity, Colton Wong. And that's what he has been doing year in, year out. That's what he did in game six, Corey, of the 2016 NLCS to beat the Dodgers, shut them down, was one of, if not the best pitching performance by Kyle Hendricks I've ever seen. And that's who he is. Right. So don't don't be bashing Kyle Hendricks about that, saying, oh, we gave him the opportunity, blah, blah, blah. No. You got the opportunity taken away just like you got picked off in the World Series in 2013, just like you've never won a World Series, True. unlike the Chicago Cubs. Most of their players have. So, you know, just keep your mouth shut. Right. Don't be saying that. This
0: was the exact quote, just so you guys have the context from Colton Wong after that 81-pitch gem from Kyle Hendricks in the— 2019 season at Wrigley Field, he said, quote, he's one of those guys, when you give him the opportunity to sneak away, he's going to do it. He did a really good job today. Again, Colton, Kyle did not sneak away from anything, and you didn't give him the opportunity to do anything. He's been one of the best pitchers in the league uh, yes. since he has come in as a starter with the Cubs. Kyle Hendricks is a world champion. He has performed in literally the biggest stages that this game has to offer, and you are a world championless loser. Uh, so no, Loser, yes. Colton, he did not sneak away from you. He's been carving up lineups and dominating this league for literally years. He's done it in the NLCS, in the World Series, and he is a World Series champion. And like Brendan mentioned, Kyle has picked people off in the World Series. Yes, Colton yeah. has gotten picked off to end a World Series game. So very different things. I know it's easy to get confused with a lot of baseball history and things like that. But what I want you to take away from this conversation here, Kyle Hendricks, World Series champion, Colton Wong, not a World Series champion. Very easy. Yes, no. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, Brendan, I got to tell you, that felt good. That felt like vintage Cubs-related podcast audio, just getting into how much we hate these players and these these other teams. I think you and I are at our best when we're letting the vitriol we have stored in our hearts uh, pour out. Obviously, it's nice to talk about how much I love John Lester, how much we love Chris Bryant, how excited we are to see David Ross begin his managerial career, but when we're really going, when we are operating as a well-oiled podcasting machine, I think it is just letting our vitriolic hatred spew out into these microphones, and boy, if I don't hate the St. Louis Cardinals and their fans, and also... Ryan Braun too. Just why not throw him in there? I don't like him either. He's a piece of garbage. So there you go. Uh, weird podcast. We started on Korean baseball. We ended on how much we hate certain things in the NL Central. I don't know. Things are all over the place, but welcome to podcasting about baseball in a baseball list at least Major League baseball world. So that is where we are. I think that is all that we have for you in this particular episode. I, I don't know that there were any uh, last dance parallels this week as that is still going on with the Michael Jordan documentary on ESPN. Uh, they, they did touch on it a little. I did think it was interesting uh, that they touched on, you know, kind of how the Chicago media starts to get at Jordan a little yeah. bit. And, uh, you know, boy, Brendan, I, my surprise, the Chicago media being <laughs> a bunch of jerks, get out of here. Uh, trying to take down one of the biggest stars in the city, it can't be the Chicago media right my, they never my, get out of here there
1: was there was one scene to where they have i forgot who it was but it's one of the radio hosts in chicago and he's questioning jordan's perseverance yeah. or jordan's yeah. commitment to basketball court. no i think the, that i think that was actually mike francesa wasn't it was okay, I, I think I it might it have been. Was. yeah i know he was in that Regar- episode i think yeah regardless like <laughs> Like this, this goes to show you how some of the narratives can be out of control at times. No, I know. That that's really my biggest takeaway from that last episode. Yeah, I mean
0: we've got like these writers and radio hosts questioning his work ethic of all things. It's right. Like okay, uh, this Michael is Jordan, great.
1: Michael freaking Jordan. Yeah,
0: <laughs> well, and I mean don't even get me started on the fact that uh, they have like uh, Wilbon and Rick Tellender talking on in in this. And why thing. do
1: they have that? Like, Wilbon never wrote know, for the but Chicago. If media. there is
0: someone whose opinion I could. I mean, man. I Ugh. listen. There's enough negativity here. I, I, we don't need to get into it. But I'm just saying, like, some of these guys being afforded the stage to offer their opinions on these things is a joke. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll leave it at that. Uh, I I I don't know if I, I I'll, I'll end with a positive note. Um, yes, please. I, I will say, I, you know, I, I've said this before, but I, I really, really, Brendan, he does so many incredible things, and so obviously that is way more important. But I I really need Anthony Rizzo to post something of Kevin more than once like every 2 weeks. It just doesn't seem like a lot to ask. And but apparently it is. And look, I'd rather he focus on his philanthropy, which is utterly amazing as we've highlighted many times, but man just just point the phone at the dog for five seconds once a week and i i would be like pretty content with it i don't even care what he's doing you know but it's just it's just like weeks and weeks and weeks but the positive note i was going to end on is that jason hayward did post a short video of the samoyed puppy that he has boy is that a beautiful dog
1: brendan (sighs) Uh, we, we need content, Corey, uh, Jason Hayward's poppies and Kevin Rizzo at some point. Hopefully we get that right when spring training 2.0 starts, if they're allowed to even bring the dogs in.
0: Well, I mean, I guess my, I guess my question is, Brendan, is why should yes. we expect more Kevin content when Anthony's back doing his job? I know that the philanthropy is a, a lot of work. And again, as I said, certainly more important. But, you know, then he's going to be grinding. He's got to get himself in shape. He's playing these games. I mean, he, he's going
1: to be at Wrigley. Really you know, we don't even know if Kevin's going mean, to be to there. be to be fair we saw quite a bit of Kevin Rizzo content in Mesa we saw That's him on true. the field in slow motion so you know i wouldn't get your I, hopes up too much i
0: think you know we have to give the team at at cubs a good bit of credit for for you we know do. providing that content look all i'm saying is is just it's you know we just get to the one week mark the two week mark and i start to go a little stir crazy man like i just just give me a a, you know anthony's big on the boomerangs for some reason on instagram like give me a you know boomerang a week of
1: kevin just what happens first what happens first major league baseball announcing their start dates or a kevin rizzo post (sighs) i don't know i know Based on this rate, I'm going to go baseball. I don't know. I think I'd it's been over a week. It. He posted that picture of
0: Kevin on the the front of the boat or whatever. I don't know boat terminology, but looked like the dashboard <laughs> of the boat. If that's a thing,
1: that I'm pretty sure dashboards on boats. are I don't thing, think but it's, but we'll it's a
0: thing, it. but uh, you can tell. I, I get seasick, so I don't uh, frequent <laughs> boats very often. But anyway, I'm just saying, uh, just putting it out there. Just like I feel like a couple weeks is too long. You know, if, if that's fair to say. Um, you know, just a little more Kevin content. That's all I'm saying. Like we're all just sitting here. You know, we could use the smile. Just saying, just throwing it out there. Fergie Jenkins did get a second dog, I believe. So that's good. Wow. Um, you know, good we appreciate him. other other guys in in the Chicago Cubs organization. The stepping Cubs family
1: up. is growing. Yeah, Corey. yeah,
0: yeah. We 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 need it. You know, but i'm just you know sort of putting that energy out there like a little more kevin every now and again i wouldn't complain um but i just didn't want to end on screaming about the cardinals and reporters that i don't like so i figured we should go to kevin and uh, i believe the samoyed is shy and the rottweiler is hove if we're talking jason hayward dogs, <laughs> like so like we did see shy enough. today so that was nice samoyeds are beautiful beautiful dogs And I think that's what we got for you. We will uh, obviously keep an eye on everything going on. If there is something that is, you know, warranting of us jumping on in a a more rapid fashion, we will certainly do that. Uh, And as I've said throughout this process, like we are ready to get back on and, you know, be talking about baseball on a more regular basis with you guys. Uh, But sticking with the schedule we have for now, as uh, we always say, we just don't like to ask you guys or, or present the opportunity for you guys to download the episode and get ready to listen if it's just going to be a bunch of nonsense, which this really was probably, I don't know. But if we did it more often, it would be even worse. So that's no, just... No, this is not even treading on what we could be talking about. So. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I wouldn't go, wouldn't go that far. <laughs> weird, but, um yeah. So that's where we're at. We'll, we'll do that. And as I have been saying throughout this process, uh, and we mean sincerely, hopefully you guys are, are getting through this okay. I know we're in May now. We're, we're over, you know, I think seven weeks since baseball was suspended officially. So it's been a long time. So hopefully you guys are okay. Uh, as, as we always say, you know, your your family, your friends, your job, your health, your mental health, I think specifically in in, in times like this, um, you know, hopefully you guys are getting through it okay. Uh, and we can get through this together and eventually be talking about whatever Major League Baseball looks like in the year 2020. In the meantime, you know, maybe we can lean into the Korean Baseball organization and see how that goes. Lode Giants for life, obviously. And that is, I think, all that we have for you. Uh, As always, thank you guys for listening to the Cubs Related Podcast, especially in a situation like this and letting us ramble on for you for a little bit here. And no matter the situation and even if we are rooting for a korean baseball team or talking about basketball or whatever it is we've been doing we always do end though by saying go cubs